Hey, welcome to the Bean Ball. It's the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport. I am Brady O'Callaghan. I am Joey Price. And hey, gang, we're back for a little episode type we haven't done since the last regular season. That's right. It's time for a little around the horn. The the frickin' the batter struck out. The catcher's got the ball. He's tossing over to third. Meanwhile, pitcher's on the mound. He's fist pumping like oh, crazy. Yeah. He's taking a little walk. He's taking a little stroll around. Third second baseman. Base, third baseman's looking for that second baseman for sure to toss it over to him. He sees him. He finds him. He tosses it to him. Second baseman. He doesn't want to hold on to this ball. You no, he hot. just got it. It's too hot. He's going to toss that right over the first baseman. Second baseman. No, shortstop. Shortstop. He because of the shortstop first? First baseman doesn't touch the ball in and around the horn. You know this one? No, I didn't. First really? baseman, little sad boy, doesn't touch the ball. Wouldn't be caught dead with the ball. I don't know that I like this. <laughs> shortstop tosses it to the pitcher. He just uh, fucking first baseman doesn't get to play in this. First baseman does not play in the around the horn. I don't like this at all. We're renaming the segment. Okay. We're going to talk about a few things today. This is kind of our like our off season checkup episode. Halfway around the horn. I'm still hung up on this. (laughs) It goes halfway around the horn. Yeah, two, three quarters, three quarters of the way around the horn. Halfway. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, there's been some stuff in the offseason. We've talked about a little bit of on the podcast, but um, I'm going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into it. And then later on the episode, we have a couple of guests uh, to talk about the Red Sox and their offseason woes. Yeah, we got Kevin Hines and Mike Zakarian uh, joining us um, in a little pre-tape segment. Um, we pre-taped it probably um an hour ago yeah it was very fun it was really fun it's a pre-tape um so we know what we know what it is but you don't when you're listening to this and that's kind of crazy that is nuts i the the fun you can have with editing Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm this would be a great time to put in a slide whistle Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. we're not no we want i want to do that I don't want to do that. No, we at all. couldn't. Couldn't be caught dead doing any sort of post work on this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, it's been a fun, kind of weird off season. The main story of the off season, of course, has been the Houston Astros and their cheating scandal. Uh, it came out as we've discussed that they were uh, using a camera to tape. Uh, the pitchers, uh, sorry, the signs of, that the catcher was pointing at for the pitcher. And then uh, they had a trash can that they would beat on to relay those signs to the batter when they were in the batter's box. Uh, this was in 2017 that they were kind of doing this and, and possibly into 2018 as well. Yep. Um, Story just broke, though. Yep. Um, big penalties uh, came down from MLB. And so now we're entering the first season where everyone knows that they cheated. And we're in spring training. It's already going very poorly for them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they've had this kind of like apology tour that has not worked out very well for them, I would say. Yeah. And um, 
how many how many times have they been thrown at? Oh, I don't. I actually don't know, but it's enough that the stories keep popping up, and it's spring training. Yeah, these games only, do not matter. It's only going to get worse for them. It's also it's this kind of weird thing. I mean, I guess at this point you know who the main players are, but probably some of these guys don't deserve it, too. You know? Yeah, probably. It's tough. It's tough to know. <laughs> I mean, if they're throwing at young prospects who are well being brought they're up, they're probably to, not doing that. Yeah, probably yeah. not. Um, hopefully not at least. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it's gonna be the permeating story for the rest of the season for sure, and the Astros are likely to be a very good team. Uh, there was a story that came out recently of a a fan in the crowd holding up a sign that said Houston Asterisks, mm-hmm. which is the little fun name that uh, MLB fans have donned on the Astros this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crew security st- stole his sign, took his sign away. So literally sign stealing. <laughs> Pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. You like that. Yeah. Uh, what? How bad do you think this scandal is? Um, I would say it's pretty. I would say it's pretty bad because it it involves like a concerted effort from various levels of the organization, mm-hmm. which I mm-hmm. think is the most disturbing to me. Yeah. There's, there's no way that somebody didn't know what was going on if they were involved. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the part that is the worst about it. It's this thing where I, I do think that, like, PT, and when it comes to professional sports and things like that, like, people are always going to look to cheat if they can get away with it, and yeah. they got away with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, Major League Baseball certainly knew that this kind of stuff was happening and didn't really do anything to stop it from happening until there was a whistleblower that came out publicly. Um, so I do think that the one or the, the, the one entity that has gotten away with this at least a little bit, although players have become more and more outspoken about it is Rob Manfred and major league baseball. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're able, they were able to kind of like, dole out the punishment and be like the good guys who are just trying to like clean up and everything like that when they do have a responsibility in this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't love that guy. No. Yeah. He's bad. The, the good thing that has come out of this a little bit is that there has been more, um, feels like, players have been a little bit more loose-lipped about how they feel and in terms of them condemning the Astros definitely there's been a lot of that but there have been a fair amount of them openly talking about being upset about Rob Manfred and his reaction and response rather to the uh scandal and um I think that is a, a a net positive for sure yeah absolutely um one of the big stories was Mike Trout coming out and Mm -hmm. Uh, condemning the Astros and he's like notoriously just like hey just like nose to the grindstone like let's just play baseball yeah Um, yeah I mean if he's willing to come out and say something that's a big deal Cody Bellinger right caught a lot of flack for coming out and saying that 
essentially they I, I don't know who was it uh Altuve no mm-hmm. who uh, who robbed the MVP from Judge yeah that, that was year? Altuve yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah that like he didn't deserve it after this right kind of thing here's a question for you yep oh one one other uh, oh, yeah. big uh-huh. one that came out. LeBron James. Oh right, yes, yes, yes. That and was he, amazing. And his was against Manfred too, more than. I mean, it was talking it, about how it sucked what the Astros did, but it was like, yeah, if like this happened and he said it was Manfred's essentially like fault for yeah. not doing that much. He yeah. said like fix it for sports. Yeah, fix for it. sure. Yeah, for sure. And and I don't think Manfred has. I think Manfred's did a, a really bad job. Do you think though? And I, yeah, I know how I feel about this. I feel like. A lot of these players put in the situation that the Astros were in in 2017 probably would have gone along with this. Most players? Yes. Including a lot of players that are coming out to condemn it. If they were on the Astros in 2017, don't you think a lot of them would have done it? Yeah, yes. Yeah, and I think that's okay. Again, I don't think that, that like them condemning it when they would have done it is like makes them bad or anything like that. But I do think that that is an important, I think maybe only like one or two players have kind of been like, yeah, you know, if I were in that situation, I don't know what I would have done. Uh, I might've gone along with it. I have a hard time seeing trout going along with it. He might not have. I'm uh, uh, who knows. Uh, He might not have. Um, but I do think that like most other players though, probably. Yeah. I think that that is an important aspect of them condemning it too, is like recognizing that when these kinds of things are turned a blind eye to like, you're more likely to be okay going along with it. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing not everything that gives you a competitive advantage is good right. for the game i mean it was the same with steroids mm-hmm. right and i think bud selig uh has as much a responsibility over that than the players do right yeah. um so it's been kind of a strange off season that definitely has been the permeating story over everything I, th- there have been some small things to be happy about including players being more outspoken although that is obviously in the face of a slight crisis um but a lot of players signed much bigger contracts this year than we expected them to sign and then excuse me that uh, compared to have been signed uh, mm-hmm. uh previously so that's good um um another good thing is uh a twitter account called um at asterisk tour um, the name of the Twitter is 2020 Astro Shame Tour. It says, one year to shame them all, one year to jeer them, one year to boo them all, and from your seat deride them. Well, they could have rhymed it. Yeah. But anyways, it's just documenting all of the um, vitriol that the Astros will receive this year. And so I think it's an important follow that's from a, a good, journalistic standpoint. <laughs> that's a very important follow, uh, certainly. Yeah, it's going um, to be kind of a, a wild one for them. But uh, I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, anyways, should we... You want to talk about our teams? Yeah, let's talk about our teams. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Yeah, kick it off. San Francisco Giants. 
Whoa. Bad last year. When did that happen? I know. I switched. <laughs> um, bad last year. Not going to be good this year. Um, basically, the same team trotting out essentially the same team. Uh, the problem that the Giants face in general is that they have um, a lot of money tied up in uh, unvaluable players. And, you know, you're not going to be very good uh, with that. So they don't have a ton of tradable assets. Uh, Bumgarner now on the Diamondbacks. That's okay. Good for Bumgarner. I'm happy for him. Uh, otherwise, the Giants have picked up a few odds and ends. Uh, most excitingly, in just in terms of like, uh, if they're just going to be a nostalgia train at this point, which essentially they are by still having Posey and Crawford and mm-hmm. Belts and Sandoval is back on a minor league contract, and so is Hunter Pence. He's back on a minor league contract with the San Francisco Giants, and I'm into it. Just to have this weird, you know, kind of, man, remember when these guys were good six years ago kind of season? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, Johnny Cueto. Uh, is hopefully uh, healthy. He could be a fun person to watch pitch. He's a super fun guy when he's healthy to watch. So I'm hopeful that while he might not be that good anymore, that he stays healthy and is able to throw some innings for them. Uh, same with Jeff Samarja, who has kind of, he kind of had like a stealthily okay year for them last year. Uh, so he might prove to be at least a fun guy to have around the squad in general we said this last week too they're going to be a bad team but kind of because of like their their former star power clout they're going to be like a fun interesting bad team to watch mm-hmm. even just because like oh yeah i like these guys who are on this team because of my relationship to them or my associations with them. It's not like watching the Tigers right. or the Orioles who are just bad. Just bad, and you don't really know who the guys are that are playing for them. At right. least this way, they're bad. You know who the guys are. They're just going to, the problem is, is that they're just going to be like that for a while, and they're just going to be bad for a while. Uh, the only thing that sucks what as sucks? a Giants fan is they have this manager, they hire this manager. Gabe Kapler. He mm-hmm. was the manager for the Phillies last season, I believe, or two seasons ago. Um, he did, did nobody really liked him all that much there, managerially wise. I think he might be fine, whatever. I think if there's a time to try out like a different kind of manager that might not work out, this would be that time mm-hmm. for the organization. But he, uh, when he was with the Dodgers minor league system, he like swept a sexual assault thing under the rug, didn't report it, didn't call the cops or anything like that, that a minor league player committed while he was there. Woof. So uh, people, uh, myself included, are just mad that the Giants hired him to to be the manager, knowing that that had happened. Yeah. Um, That was public knowledge. Uh, And, you know, he had this kind of like, Oh, you know, I talked to my mom about a lot recently about it. And, things and you know, like my that. mom's a woman. So, <laughs> right, exactly. So, he sucks. And so I'm m- mad about that. Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I love my boys. Yeah. I'm excited to watch my boys. That's great. You got to love the boys. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, it'd be fun if the Giants were surprising this year. Yeah, I don't think they will be. I think they'll be very bad. Nice. Let's catch a game. Okay, sounds good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Cleveland. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so um, the number one problem that uh, we faced last year uh, was uh, we didn't have any offense. Our pitching was surprisingly deep and very good. And it still seems, despite us unloading Bauer and Kluber, still seems pretty good. Uh, we have some young guys that are seem super promising, um, and we have a, a lot. It it goes deep. There's people vying for like our, our fourth and fifth um, pitcher position right now. Um, so that that stuff looks good. Where we struggle is offensively, our uh, power, specifically in our outfield. We don't really have uh, much t- talent in the ways <laughs> of the outfield. Uh, we have some, you know, whatever, whatever guys, uh, but we don't have any stars in the outfield. Um, the one, like, surefire person that we have out there is Oscar Mercado, who's cur- currently slotted in center field. He was brought up kind of late or like three quarters of the way through last season. So still pretty much a rookie. And he's the one thing that we're sure about out there. That uh, It's troubling. Yeah. We've How got, was he when he was brought up? Uh, streaky. Okay. But but young. Really, really great. Young still. Um, he can, you know, he can hit for a little bit of power. He's super quick. He steals bases, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he reminds me of Kenny Lofton a yeah, little bit yeah. in that, like, you know. A super speedy center fielder. Um, I I like Oscar Mercado a lot. I think he's he's going to be great in the org. Um, do I want to build my outfields around him? I don't necessarily. <laughs> I you know I'd rather have like a another surefire um, person out there. Uh, in the meantime, but we don't have that. Um, we did not re-sign Yasiel Puig. Right. Who still I think does is yeah not on he's a team. he's kind of like the one big ish remaining free agent, which is wild. Yeah. All, all this said, we have so many outfielders, yeah. and they're all kind of middling. Oscar Mercado, arguably, is probably our best. Yeah, I, I love the dude. Um, we traded in the um. Uh, Kluber trade, we got Delino DeShields, mm-hmm. who's a great defensive outfielder. That's great. Um, but he's he doesn't bring much offensively. Last year, we got Fran Mil Reyes, mm-hmm. who's a, he's a big power guy, um, and tech, uh, theoretically an outfielder, but more realistically uh, fills in the DH slot, right. despite him being a young guy. Right. And that DH slot normally goes to... Uh, an older guy who still has a big bat who can't field anymore. So they said that they were going to try out Fran Mill in like right or left field this year to see if they can get him up to speed. I don't know. Yeah. 
it's a little outfield by committee kind of situation. Yeah, I, that's who knows. Um, and then we've got like Jake Bowers, who's out there vying for a spot, um, and like like three or four other guys <laughs> who could all potentially have it. We have so many outfielders, and none of them are that great. The Giants ran into this problem like two seasons ago, and it worked out really well for us, as you can tell now. Oh, I, I can't, I can't wait to be where the Giants are at. Now. Right now, this is where you want to be. That's where we want to be. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of um, we're dealing with right now is injuries. I think we have like four or five pitchers who are currently injured. Though the good news is that they don't. It, it does not seem like they are long term injuries. All of these guys might be back in play by um, opening day, which is good. Yeah, that's good. Clevenger was the big one who had yeah. like a torn meniscus or mm-hmm. something. But two weeks after his surgery, he's already on a throwing. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, so he might not miss that much time at all. Yeah, he seems to be doing okay, which good. is great. Um, big things to be seen with Tristan McKenzie, who's our like, who was our big pitching prospect but has since like fallen off because he missed all of last year with an injury um he's trying to get back into shape um nolan jones is like our number one prospect he's a third baseman which is a role currently being filled by jose ramirez mm-hmm. um uh we just got um he, we decided to keep him at third and sign um Domingo Santana? That no. might be right. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, at second base? Um, no, Cesar Hernandez um, at second base, uh, who's like a veteran second baseman. Um, and so uh, in, in the future, it seems like uh, maybe Nolan Jones will come up Mm-hmm. to third maybe jose will shift to second if we get him up in that amount of time yeah but our outfield looks shaky yeah there's always something there's always something that doesn't look like it's as good as it freaking should be dude yep i'm sick of it i'm sick of it sometimes on these shows these episodes these around the horn episodes i'm uh, we we uh explain a baseball thing yeah we should do one of those. Yeah, we should. Okay. I got one. Hit me with it. Okay. Can you explain? Oh, I hope I know it. You know it. Can you explain the infield fly rule? I'm, I mean, kind <laughs> of. Not really. I, I remember asking you a question specifically well, about oh, this really? last year. Because I was like... I. Wait, how is this not an infield fly? This, this happened in a well in a softball game. Oh, sorry about the microphone. In a softball game of ours, I don't know if this was last season. I got I got mad at an umpire when he called an infield fly rule when it was not an infield fly rule. Yeah, this was last year. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you can do it though. I believe in you. Oh God, there's something that I'm missing here, um, and I'm still not entirely. This clear is on. a this is a weird only in baseball kind of rule for sure, and which is what a lot of baseball rules are but so the infield fly and truly jump in the second that Uh i get it wrong um is uh primarily a a rule where you have somebody in a force out um position 
um, meaning that they would have to advance once a ball is in play. It's specifically first and second or bases loaded. So if just someone's on first, it is not an infield fly situation. Okay, this was my unclear moment. Yeah. Okay, so um, if bases are loaded or someone is on first and second, um, they are in a force-out position, meaning if the ball is in play, they have to advance. Um, if a uh, pop-up is hit, a fly ball is hit in the infield, that it's an automatic out. Yeah. Instead of the um, uh, fielders purposefully letting the ball hit the ground so that they could then turn a double play. Yeah, exactly. Um, the reason it's not... The reason if there's a runner on first, it's not an infield fly, is that... They're still only going to get... They're still only going to get one out as long as the batter is running to first. Yeah. Right? They would just get the lead runner out. Right. That um, makes sense. Yeah. That's... A, that's you, you You did it exactly right. You nailed it. Cool. And also, it's only if there's one or no outs. If there's two outs, then there's not an infield fly rule. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um. Uh, this... It's a it's a rule that you kind of don't even need to know about to enjoy baseball for sure. There are some times where like there's controversy around the infield fly because a ball might be hit to like shallow the shallow outfield mm-hmm. and it's like not sure if they should have called an infield fly rule there or not. There was some playoff game once that had implications because of a called infield fly that then the um fielder missed because it was kind of a tough ball to catch and things like that. But for the most part, this is a uh, pretty straightforward type of rule. Yeah. The idea behind it is that it's an easily fieldable ball, um, and so it's trying to prevent too much of a fielding advantage. Yeah, exactly. Like too much kind of gamemanship over purposely missing the ball in order to try to get a double play. Yeah, because runners the, are the in runners, a rock and a hard place. Right. The runners can't leave the base on it. Uh, 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 that it's also what I like about the infield fly rule is that I don't know if this is true. My assumption is, is that there wasn't an infield fly rule for a little while until somebody thought to do this. Mm -hmm. And then they went, Oh, we got to do something about this. Yeah, for sure. So I like that part of it too. Yeah. I like it. All right. We explained it. We explained it. We did a good job. I think that was great. I'm really happy for us. Of course, I guess now we have to explain what a force out is. Let's get Sam back on the podcast to explain yeah. what a force is. Yeah, we got to get Sam back. <laughs> or if anyone out there um, has no idea um, anything about baseball, yeah, we'd, 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 we'd love, love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, you want to talk to uh, Mike and Kevin? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, we already did it. Yeah, we already did it. So I'm going to play the sound cue, and then we'll... Um, I'm going to do the lightest editing possible to just drag in this um, audio file. Thanks, man. Once this uh, file is over, that's the app. Yeah, that's the app. Well, if we want to get technical, we still have to, we have to, I have to throw in the, the outro. Oh, is that too much editing? I'm really working for it this time. Okay. Uh, so joining us to talk the Red Sox, we have two Red Sox fans. On the phone, we've got Mike Zakarian. Say hi, Mike. Hi. Thank, hi, guys. Thanks for being 
uh, on the scene. Yeah. Down, down where the action is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, in the room, we've got Kevin Hines. Uh, hi. Yep. I won't leave this room. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, so, we, you know, it's been kind of. Is Mike on the field with the Red Sox? As far yeah, as we I'm can out, tell. I'm outside trying to get in right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's been kind of an eventful off season for the Red Sox to say the least in 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 not the way that you would want usually you, you you trade away your best player one of the best three players in baseball Mookie Betts as well as David Price got traded away in that too um how are you guys feeling yeah I mean not good I haven't heard a good justification for this deal yet and like anytime someone's like oh well, we got a prospect out of it and we're saving so much money like saving money for what <laughs> What are you waiting for? Oh, to spend money on Mookie Betts? Fucking insane! Yeah, um, it's, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's awful. I did not think it was going to happen. I had convinced myself that it was never going to happen. That they were going to. I'd rather. I would rather get one good season of Mookie Betts and lose yes. him and get nothing. That's exactly like right. I mean, worst case scenario, this garbage pile deal is still available at the deadline. <laughs> I, I'm sure that. The Dodgers are still going to give us fucking Hurt Verdugo <laughs> for this same deal. So why don't we win 60 games and then deal them? Or try to win a World Series? It makes no sense. Is I, Verdugo I, hurt? Yeah, his back. Yeah, He's having yeah, back we got, we problems. Got a, yeah, we got a bad back outfielder. We saved like $18 million. It's like we're running the Rays. This is a Tampa Bay Rays move. <laughs> Saving 50, like rest- $50 million, because they're also saving Mookie Betts' salary. Right, but then didn't we – and then we signed Martin Perez, right, for like 8 or $9 million. Yeah, I mean, they're spending some of that. But they got under – I mean, I agree with you, but it's more yeah. than $18 million. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they're saving yeah, $18 million of Price's contract and then also right, all yeah. of Mookie Betts' contract. Right. Um, to, to me, it feels kind of like uh, if Cleveland were to trade Lindor, who is – you know, the the best player on our team, um, but right. is also like the face of our team and one of the rising faces and stars of baseball. Lindor has also come out and said he wants to stay with the Indians. Yeah, he said. Yeah. I mean, if we're willing to pay for him, which, you know, I doubt we will, <laughs> but we absolutely should. Yeah. Yeah. Mookie had said that he was going to become a free agent no yes. matter what. Right. He didn't say he didn't want to play yeah. for the Red Sox, but he said, I'm testing the free agent market for mm. sure. Yeah. So we did the thing where we got rid of him first. Yeah, we broke right. we broke right. up with her. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, we'll definitely come up on top with this. Is there like um an alternate history that exists where you think they could have done something to feel like they didn't have to do this? I I mean I think the I think the Eovaldi contract was like a pretty tight hamstring on like the finance like I don't know if we didn't spend that money on him, I don't know if we feel like we need to save money right now. I think and the, I mean, I get the. Oh, go ahead. I think the problem is, yeah, it was the Eovaldi deal and the sale extension on right. top of the price contract with so much money tied up in the pitchers that they didn't have enough money to get under with Mookie Betts for a season before, like, his free agency. Right. Yeah. Uh, but. I do like if they didn't sign Eovaldi, they would have gotten some pitcher. Right. Yeah, that money's True. probably being spent. Uh, yeah. Sale they would have had True. last year. I mean, last year it wouldn't have worked. They were all bad. It wouldn't right. have yeah. mattered last year, but 
they still would have thought they needed a pitcher. They were still attempting to win again, so they wouldn't have just not had a starting pitcher in place of Vivaldi. So I don't know right. where that comes from. That's still money that had to be spent, but sure. for sure, maybe just, those maybe contracts just were the luxury. reason. Maybe just pay the luxury tax? Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, I yes. mean, that's, that, that's the answer, yeah. Maybe just be a big market team like you sold us on after buying up all the property. And, I don't know. Just fucking pay them. <laughs> and I've been here. And I've just been like hearing so many like the garbage defense coming from Boston media. There was something on like NBC Sports Boston that was like, well, you know, historically, five foot nine players and under uh, haven't aged well. Like the dude's 27 and has won an MVP. Uh, you know, you know what's also not a good statistical number? Players that go to war. But we didn't trade Ted Williams. <laughs> <laughs> like, God damn. Hey, the, I'm, I'm the cops are trying to get you. Apparently, you can't climb the green monster. I think uh, my, I'm twisted because my devil's advocate side. Oh, hello. My devil's advocate <laughs> side tells me that. This is impossible. This is insane. This is impossible. <laughs> Can't compete with I'm that running. siren. <laughs> uh, is right, that, give me the devil's advocate. The devil's advocate is like, yes, they could have paid Mookie Betts this year, gone over the contract, and then tried to re-sign him next year. And then if they sign him, they're over the luxury tax forever, basically, unless they trade sure. away everybody else. I'm talking Xander, sure. uh, uh, Sale, Eovaldi. Like, and they just have a bare-bones team. And that sounds bad, too. But it all, it all just comes back to all you want for your team is to have the best player in baseball. Yeah. And we had him, and now we don't, and it feels stupid. This is yeah. what you want. This is what you hope for always. Is like you want to have a, a Ted Williams, a Joe DiMaggio, a Lindor, a Trout, a Betts. Right. And we had one. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's where I have my biggest frustration with it all. It's like, I don't know what are you gearing up for if this is the guy – like, oh, it's going to give us a lot of flexibility in the future. And I'm like, yeah, you want the flexibility to sign guys like Mookie Betts. So <laughs> yeah. So do you and I, you do the like the give him the trout treatment and essentially sign him for 20 years um, yeah. and then just like scrap everyone else and just kind of slowly build around him? I think so. I mean, like, I, I don't know. What do you think the over under is right now on, on Mookie Betts MVPs for the rest of his career? Like one uh, and a half? Yeah, probably one and a half. Yeah. Right, I, yeah. I like. They'd be higher MVP. without Trout and Bellinger existing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, right, yeah, right. It's a little bit lower now because he's going against Bellinger versus when he was just going against Trout, right? Yeah. Yeah, I. It, yeah, it's. A, I don't get it. I, I mean, I understand the financial aspects of it. I know they're in a tight spot. I just. I, I mean, you just try to get those players. Yeah. Really, no, if this was if, if this was Tampa or I mean, sorry, Brady, Cleveland. Like I, I understand those teams doing it because it's. Why? It's hard for because it's hard for them to re-sign people anyways because it's not like a major market team. Yeah, so like, or at least is, they say it's this, hard for them. Yeah, right. that yeah, the billionaire owners probably don't want to give up okay. basically the nothing that it would cost them. I'm also still mad the Red Sox traded Nomar Garcia Parra though, so I don't know. I mean, they won a World Series the year they traded him, and I'm still mad that he wasn't on the team because I'm like he would have. Won the World Series. Couldn't they win with him? <laughs> yeah. Somebody brought that up, too. They were like, oh, well, I mean, this all goes away if the Red Sox win the World Series this year. And I'm like, I don't I don't know. I think I'm still mad. <laughs> it doesn't go I'm away because we're going to see, like, unless, like, he, Mookie Betts becomes bad. It's the only way it becomes, right. goes away. Because, like, every time he has a great season, it'll be like, that could have been us. Yeah. Right. It could have been and for it, the Sox. 
and like to see another good team like the Dodgers go out of their way to acquire Mookie Betts, it's almost just it's like if they're trying to get your best player, I don't know, maybe don't get rid of them. Yeah, like, I think at at the very least you can take a little bit of solace in that uh, he went to just a pretty okay team instead of yeah. one of the best teams in baseball. I just honestly. I, we should have just sent him to New York. Like, if no, we really don't wanted even to... joke about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, like, just light it all on fire. Again, the, I, and I, the thing that I keep going back to is this bullshit deal still would have been there in July. Like, this, there's no way anyone's coming with anything worse than what we got. Yep. You know, like, that deal's still there, so just freaking wait. I think, I mean, their argument is if they did it in July, they don't get under the salary tax this year because they would have had Price for too much of the year. Getting rid of um, Price with Mookie. I mean, I'm not agreeing with you. That that's the reason why they no, want to do no. it now versus later. Totally. No, I get it. I mean, I don't know. You have Mookie. It, if they get to the trading deadline, they might as well keep him. Yeah, I well, and I still would be happy. Yeah. With that. <laughs> Again, yeah, I would have always been happy with him walking and us getting nothing. And even if he like yeah. he left and then signed for anyone but the Yankees, I would be okay with that because at least it seems like we got that season with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kevin, have you talked to people in Boston who are, have been, like, brainwashed by the sports media at this point there? No, I don't have any uh, Boston-based friends. Okay. Or friends. I, <laughs> I, I feel like every day that passes, if I talk to someone back home, they're like, you know, kudos for the Red Sox for making the tough choice, you know? And I'm like, No! <laughs> Definitely on Twitter, I saw a lot of people saying they should trade this guy because he doesn't want to be there, uh, which he's wow. never said, and that infuriated I, me. Uh, I was just like, no, you don't trade. He's good. He's, yeah. There's nobody better. I wouldn't even trade him for Mike Trout straight up just because he's no, the guy I, who came up with us. Yeah, right, exactly. Trout's better, but it's like, I'd rather have this guy. Yeah. yeah, and especially this guy with that team. Like The Red Sox have turned into a very fun team to root for because of like the, the young players that have come up through our system yeah. like Xanders and Devers and all those guys. And now it's just like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure I'm still going to watch and care, but I, and I honestly am just surprised I'm this pissed about baseball. Like I, I haven't been this upset about anything in a while. And I, they also, it's been like two weeks. And I'm still screaming about it. They also <laughs> traded him twice. And I thought that yeah. was cool. Like trade him away. And then I was like, Oh, this stinks. And then like a week later, the trade went through again differently. And I was like, it felt like I had to do it again. <laughs> Yeah, it really did. And it was like just for a different prospect. And I, that almost made me more pissed off. I was like, okay, this is somebody else I still don't really know. Well, uh, is there anything that you're um, hopeful about? Yeah, yeah, I'm interested in getting involved with the Pawtucket Podsox. And they don't even, they're not even in Pawtucket anymore. No, in they are for, Pawtucket. I think this is their last season there. They're like, yeah, I'm going to get really into the independent league. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Well, we'd love to have you back on to discuss any disastrous trades oh, that wait. they make. There was a there was a David Ortiz thing that you got upset about too, right? Oh yeah, he was defending. <laughs> he was he was defending the front office. I think. Listen, if you if you may or may not have been on steroids and have been mentioned in the Mitchell report, I don't know. Shut up. Like, <laughs> like, like maybe don't plant your flag here, David. And you know what? To give him credit. They did fly him around after he got shot and like we're a part of saving his life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe if, I want him to say that part too then, if that's why he's doing this. <laughs> I think Ortiz basically said, like, the Red Sox uh, can win without Mookie because they won without me. 
which is a funny uh, way of looking at it. And then he, I think he also said, like, he wasn't mad at Mookie either. He's like, Mookie just wants money, man. He should do what's best yeah. for Mookie. I don't – yeah. Good and for Mookie. And just, Everyone will be fine is what Ortiz, I think, was saying. We're all friends. Yeah. There's now a dog yeah, the call? Yeah, Mike, you really got to get out of there, dude. <laughs> I am upsetting everyone. <laughs> that dog has got some thoughts on this. Yeah. Yeah, well, oh, man. sorry that um, you know it was a a, a tough tough month. We still have uh, yeah. a great young coach in Alex Cora <laughs> who's going to help guide this team. Oh, Kevin! No, Wait, what? No, no. Wait, no. what? He was no, he was fired. Wait, what? No. <laughs> I loved Alex Honestly, Cora. Honestly, I don't. You, if the Red Sox want to win me back this year, don't hire a manager. <laughs> if I want. <laughs> You you want me to pay attention? That this is how you do it. That's like, a I want nuclear you to... take. <laughs> just, just start rotating infielders in to serve as managers for a day. I'd love to see what Xander Xander, and then it would make sense for the manager to be in a fucking uniform anyway. So. <laughs> if if oh, they man. won, it would endanger all managers' jobs. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, it it impacted them by one win. Maybe are they? <laughs> this is the new money ball. Are they? Close to hiring, they have they have a guy who's like they're they're calling him interim manager okay. until uh, uh, either for the whole season or until the <laughs> punishment is meted out by sure. MLB baseball because Red Sox still are, ex- are going to lose some draft picks maybe or money. Yeah, I get right. excited for a second because it sounded like Baratek might step in, but I I think he's I still I think he's still down the line. He might be next year. Did uh yeah, all, unless this guy's out. great maybe like uh, yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady decide if he's coming back and he might be open to it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go run into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for talking, Mike. Thanks yeah, for talking, I'll Kevin. Thank you guys both for therapy. Yeah. <laughs> you Absolutely. Bet. We'll uh we charge we'll talk a lot. to you soon. All right, take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Kev. Thank you guys for having me back. Thank you, Kevin. The Bean Ball is hosted by Joey Price and Brady O'Callahan. Our music is by Louis Aronowitz, and our logo is by Diana Kolsky. If you want to reach us, you can email thebeanballpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever you might get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. People are going to love it, dude. <laughs>